five, four, three, two, one. Ooh, it's a good day to not be a CrossFit athlete. Hey guys, and welcome to another installment of the I Digress podcast. In store for us this week, CrossFit has taken a big L with their CEO resigning on account of some racially driven comments. This episode will be featuring potentially our most prolific guest to date. And last but not least, this is the final episode of the season. Hashtag sad boy. Without further ado, today I am joined by the man with many titles, the dog kicker, the swalnormous bro, the female activist, your urban dictionary legend. It's the bearded wizard, Neil. I mean, bearded wizard's new. I think these are titles that you've just gone with, Rob, but uh, you know, I'll take it. I'll take it. The whole dog kicking one? Nah. Not as not uh, you massively know, keyed on that, but just gotta keep the sort of tangent going for the fans. What's this episode twelve? Is this twelve? Episode twelve. Right. No, it's weird, right? And our special guest today, this person needs no fancy introduction. The B N O C, big Rob, name Rob, on campus. Rob, 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 Rob M. Rob, oh, she, she didn't. Whoa. She didn't. She didn't. She didn't win. She didn't win. Wait, what? No, no, no. She didn't. She didn't. Dude, win. dude. This is the kind of thing you tell me before we start recording. No, it's fine. You just, you just, you just edit this out. It's fine. Oh, my God. I, I was supposed to have the big name on campus. This yeah, no, no. Final yeah, no, episode, no. man. No, this is just a name on campus. That's all. This is just a... Oh, my days. You know, if, uh, fans are going to hate this. There's nothing special. Ah, uh, it's... Yeah, just, roll, just roll with it. Just roll with it. Just like, yep. just, just like yep. go with a different intro. I got it. I got it. So, well, I guess it's our first female podcaster. It's Victoria Neal. Hello there. Love that little intro. Sorry to let you all down that lost, but, you know, first female on I Digress. Here we go. Suppose that's an accolade in itself. We have <laughs> a fantastic finale for you today. I'm your host, Rob, and let's dive straight in. First topic of the day, guys. So I'd like to know, first of all, to start off here, is uh, about mo more about this B-Knock competition that you're in, Victoria. Okay, yeah. So one, did you have to nominate yourself? Was this like a thing? Um, two, what were the criteria? Okay. And three, how did you lose? Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> great that's it's brutal but i so number one i did not nominate myself i got nominated Surprising. last <laughs> i got nominated my first time four years ago by this someone i was seeing at the time and then um i got nominated this time round by the person i was seeing recently do yeah. you care to name who this person was both i reckon i could i reckon i could easily do do that both of them actually yeah i'm not gonna but uh i mean we can we edit like to name names here we, we would like to name names here. Um, two for two nailed that yeah okay you did poo poo after i'd already said it so no but fine. i yeah go ahead, um yeah yeah no but i know neil was thinking it we're on the same wavelength yeah uh okay okay mm -hmm. yeah yeah he looks so, kind of like me but like more athletic yeah, makes sense a couple and not couple nearly as good taller, looking a couple bit more muscly just really uh, excuse me just Excuse me. Yeah. Can I just say, I Neil is the most muscular person you will ever meet in your entire life. This guy has biceps coming out his triceps. He's a phenomenon. 
I mean, that just sounds painful. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, back on track. <laughs> um, uh-huh. uh, the criteria, I, d- I don't actually know. I think it just asked for like an interesting story about me and then what makes me a Beanock. And then I lost because I don't go to Edinburgh Uni anymore. I left. So I'm pretty sure So that sure made you uninteresting. Against... Yeah. I mean, because I don't like, they don't like Harriet Law. It was an Edinburgh website thing. The irony is that nobody else from those unis has a very high opinion of Edinburgh like from That's any other uni true. yeah i feel like there's just yeah. this big rivalry all the time and you know back in the day i was quite a beanock at edinburgh but i didn't win and then i guess back now the they day. just hate me because i left yeah four what, years what, ago um, how old are you what, victoria i am 22 what made you such a beanock at, at edinburgh i i guess like i started working at a nightclub and then i just went out far too much and knew like everyone who ran the different club nights that there are so yeah ratchet <laughs> um ratchet, yeah bougie savage mm-hmm. so my question would be is exactly what would you say that makes you worthy of big name on campus what would your sort of speech be give us a little rendition of your accolades oh my goodness i would just like i mean for, for this one i'd assume this is more from like your actual accolades as far as because you're you, did you get nominated for like a royal society award or something as well and things like that i am a scholar at the royal academy of engineering but then i just i'm in the undergrad of the year awards i'm in the final so you know i think those speak for themselves (laughs) and what's the uh what's the um what's we're looking for criteria for that to be undergraduate of the year and well done as well i guess thank you so (laughs) so i guess it's mainly your like academic and experience so far so because i am a scholar at the royal academy i went to houston for an internship and i went to malaysia for a research project and then from that i guess that shows i'm quite active in engineering sort of the world outside of uni and then i also like started campaigning for like mental health support around the uk after I left Edinburgh Uni. So I think they just took that and decided that I was just quite a worthy person for being a finalist. I also had to go to like a assessment centre for Rolls Royce. They offered me an internship before the final, but it got obviously got cancelled because of, of COVID. So is there a chance that I might pick up afterwards? Um, I don't think so, because it was one of the prizes of winning, but also a prize for if they thought you were like worthy of it but I think they're still going to do for the winner give they give them like gadgets like apple watches and they take you on a trip abroad which they can't do anymore so I think they're going to do like a shadow week down south and pretty impressive yeah I think they're going to fast track like us to the final assessment for post what are they called graduate programs those so it's not too bad seems that we have quite the rich resume for our first female appearance <laughs> i feel like any sort of future female appearances have to either match or exceed what victoria is laying down as foundation for the future show argue rob i'd argue the male ones do too oh, well what i know we've had a few male guests on here that have been a bit you know i'm suspecting this would be the kindest thing you guys will say to me this whole podcast so i'm gonna roll with that i'm gonna remember that for the rest of this time thank you <laughs> i mean to be fair we do normally and we don't normally interact very friendly with each other so that's fair uh well what i was gonna say about rolls royce as well i didn't know that they made jet engines until like a few months ago that's like 90 percent of what they do well they yeah. do make cars 
I, I, I think like, they. I think they make cars. Neil, do you think they make cars? I. I I'm allowed to presume they made cars. I mean, no, they I sold swear. off that they, they sold off all the cars. No, they. So they used to make cars, but then they sold off that part of the company. So. But I swear, there's like under the Rolls a Rolls Royce car selling company just down the road. Yeah, but they don't make the car. It's something weird. There's something weird going. Like they don't make it. So they don't make so they the just, cars, but they just sell it. I don't exactly know, but they don't make them. They sold it off sold years the brand. ago. That's what I got told. I know. Everyone thinks they make cars, but they make jet engines first. First. I See, guess. I knew I knew about the jet engines eventually, but I thought they still make cars as well. They make jet engines for the cars. It's not a James Bond drop. Don't be ridiculous. That's yeah, why no, you never that's, see that's on the so street. stupid. Because they're so fast. Ah, yeah. I get you. I get Talking you. about fast, stupid things. How's your modeling career? <laughs> and stupid things i mean i'm not really a model i don't know where everyone gets this impression from but i've um, been asked to model <laughs> wait hold on no, hold wait, on. wait. <laughs> uh, you don't know where everybody gets this from uh you literally i uh, you we, we, i literally messaged you what, what one time about something and you replied to me well i'm a model now so get used to it Get used to this. This is my modeling career. Instagram. It's such a joke. Oh, okay. It was a joke. <laughs> but like, Weirdly, basically, um, I know yeah. a lot of ph photographers have me on Instagram, and then they asked me if I wanted to do a couple of shoots with them, but I was always too nervous, so I didn't take it up. And then I kind of was like, you know what? COVID's happened. I'll just do it after. So yeah, we're gonna do some shoots after. Do they need? Hmm? Do they need male I mean, models? maybe i could i can mention because i know who, who do you know who do you... it's rob. rob yeah 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 oh, i know rob yeah. no no i'm not really a man rob. to put my face on stuff i'm the brand nobody <laughs> cared who i was until i put the mask on exactly this mm. is why they do the pod i'm not a face guy you wanted to be a model you must do a youtube channel face guy Neil is that's me. That's all ginormous. That, yeah. The guy has got muscles coming out of his muscles. That's the kind of person you want on a model cover. Yeah, he looks like it. Let's do it, Neil. Thanks, Victoria. Again. Excellent. Love to be classy. Hey, I get it. I get it. Um, what were we going to say on that one? Yes, for the listeners, we have Victoria standing in a ripe six foot nine. This lady is one tall lady. <laughs> How is that ripe? <laughs> Don't worry about anyway. it. Anyway. Anyway, as we were saying, yeah, so basketball. Um, so you're still playing for uni as well. Marit, seen you guys won the conference cup? No, we we, we got um second place. But... Oh, fuck. I didn't even know that one. Another thing I don't win at. There you go. Is this like a trend that we're going to see in the future? You just not really living up to everyone's expectations? I think there's going to be a time where, you know, people will just assume I'm the underdog and then I'll just come first. And then it will blow everyone out of the water. Maybe that'll happen. Talking, talking about people coming first. <laughs> I believe you definitely won in one aspect of life, and that was having a great name. Having a great name, Neil. Yeah, I agree with that. I yeah. agree with that. I mean, doesn't doesn't get much better, I guess. I feel like we're just pulling this away from the basketball thing. Right? Gonna, you're the one who's going to have to edit this. <laughs> you're the one that has to edit this, Rob. I know, I know. It's going to be great. I decided, so you came second. How is basketball going otherwise? Is Harry what basketball still going well? You can you can plug it. You can try you could uh you can try you can try yourself a sponsor here, you know. This is because I'm we have such be, a massive following. I'll be like an honest, but also like yeah, okay, I'll be honest. So the past year's been really bad for us. I think that people sort of didn't put enough effort in with it. I think obviously we had a few like 
difficulties with obviously Stuart being ill, so he kind of had to take time off. Big big listener, shout out to Stuart. Okay, um, but yeah, we had like some personal stuff going on in the club, so we weren't going that great this year. I think the men's team were kind of not taking it that seriously, but I think the new committee that's coming in, it's gonna change change the committee or club back to what it was. I don't know. Everyone was saying back to what it was when they joined uni. So I think all the leavers are trying to make it great again. So the disrespect. I don't think they were that quite great when they joined uni. And to say make great again has just negative connotations in itself. So not high hopes. Not high hopes indeed. I mean, who knows, to be honest, but I don't think that this year is going to be it because obviously we're not going to be in uni. We're not going to be able to play sport together. How do you socially distance basketball? You can't. It's like netball. And nobody wants to play that. Nobody. Oh my God. (laughs) Netball's horrendous. All right. Well, I think we can move on from there. Rob, what are we doing for drop this week? I think we should uh, try and sort of figure that out as we go and maybe come to a conclusion by the end. Maybe fall, lay a few traps and see anything comes asunder and we just kind of go with the flow on that one. Should be a fun one. Maybe have our special guest decide what our drop's going to be. Who knows? So, moving on. Toria, so with this being episode 12 and this being your first episode on, we'd like to know, what have you thought uh, about the shows that we've had so far? Are there any topics that you wanted to weigh in on that we've had before? Is there anything that you found particularly jarring and you've thought this needs to be addressed? This is your this is your moment. This is your tech time to yeah. shine. As a big fan, we've had lots of things. I'm sure you've got something to say. We really appreciate you advertising as well, you know, giving us shout-outs and stuff. Oh, we know you have a massive noticed. following of all these photographers as well. Well, hopefully with my modeling career, it might get bigger. But, mm. um, yeah, I liked, to be honest, I liked the embarrassing story part you had. I think it was episode 10, because I loved hearing about Neil's projectile vomit story. I, don't, I think that, you know, that really changes people's minds on you. So I really... I thought that was great and I thought that you know I wanted to find out a little bit more how that changed you after this Neil. So I'm just surprised that people wouldn't have thought that I was the kind of guy to projectile vomit all over someone's bathroom beforehand. Well I think we do. I think it's just you know hearing it from your own you know from your own mouth all on the internet yeah you know just you know. It's a bit different yeah so um what so you'd like to know how, how that changed me as a person yeah. you mean? Oh yeah um did you want to do it more? Was it fun? Projectile vomit over people's <laughs> bathrooms. Um, no. Um, oh my so, so the kind of fallout from that was, um, I think, I can't remember how much I said on that episode about aftermath, about like the aftermath. Oh, you went into explicit detail about how you just didn't really feel well and the said person called you an Uber home. Ah, yeah. To be more sick. And then you got some really good feedback. So I did. Good. I got really good feedback besides that. But um, the next day, um, yeah, horribly hungover. Um, never drank a bag of cider. Did that? Yeah, drank basically a full, well, most of a bag of like nine percent cider from uh, from a bag from like t- Sainsbury's or something. Egged on by all, by all the seniors at, at that point. Probably probably by your brother actually a lot. And then hmm? and then um, I actually uh, bumped into that girl again, like a good two years later. And um, by that point, she was just racist, um, which was cool. Things you love to see. Ah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that kind of ended up being we were like out at this um, event for uni, and um, she been she 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 went away like for a year studying abroad, and um, I was like, ah, oh, cool, yeah, tell me about that. So we were chatting outside or something, and then she was like, just explaining the she was she was like quite blonde, and she was like, oh yeah, it was um, really weird being in X country, whatever it was, and I can't remember exactly, 
what she was talking about, but just dropped like the N word in like the middle of the sentence. Oh. And I was just kind of like, <clears throat> what? what? Sorry. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was really weird. Um, so I, th- I like to think that I came off of that story, even having projectile vomited all over somebody's skirting boards. Even besides that, I think I came off better. Oh yeah, you would think that traveling would make you a lot more cultured, but it's weird that you if it has think. the reverse effect. Yeah. That's a weird one. Because you hear that people coming back from like the years abroad come back and they're like, oh, I was a hippie for a year. I went and, I don't know, traveled Asia. Then they come back and then they're just very open to the world. So her coming back and being like that. Mm. I mean, you think she would be in like the deep south of America or something. Somewhere like Houston. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm definitely not like that, but. Exactly. Well, that that's good. We don't <laughs> want that. I mean, to be fair, I know Texas gets a bad name, but they do a lot of work for culture and BLM movement. Yeah. Well, one of my friends is in Houston at the minute and she was saying there were, I mean, riots aren't the best, like protests are better, but there were riots going on um, after the, I think just before George Floyd's uh, funeral and the Black Lives Matter after that movement sort of took place. Yeah, there were riots going on. So I think they're quite passionate people. And I think they do stand up for their own, but yeah, obviously there's racism there clearly as well. So can you um can you can you can you remember what Rob's embarrassing story was from that? Because I can't, and if you can, that'd be very impressive. Don't think it's that embarrassing. I don't think really anyone cares. No, but carry oh. on. I couldn't remember, but I remembered your friend, but I didn't quite gather his story because it was something about him like shitting in someone's bed or something like that. <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. allegedly. I feel like that's the key word. Do you have any other embarrassing stories that you think you'd uh, like, like, like bring up just now? What about that time you no. slapped in the face? No. Victoria, mm-hmm. the main question that I want to ask you is mainly what has been like your favourite challenge that's featured on the show? I mean, I'm sure you've heard Neil sort of mention a lot of things varying from deciding on what show that you want to create, dating shows, deciding on the names of the people that you want to play you in your own biopic, so on and so forth. What's really sort of caught your eye? I actually, oh, I really like the dating show one because I haven't seen, I'd only seen um, Love Island. I hadn't seen um, Too Hot to Handle and the other one that I can't remember the name of that there seems to be out. Oh, Love is Blind. Um, So I like the fact that you guys came up with your own sort of storylines to it. But I can't say that I would watch any of them. Hey, Head of Her Heels has got potential. Judy Dench. Yeah. Wow. Like Dame Judy Dench commentating yeah. on all these. That's what you want. I mean, yeah. I personally enjoyed the one that they were in the, I think it was the Arctic, and they were just potentially freezing to death. I, I think yeah. that would make great TV. It's got stakes. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe I'd watch the Arctic one, because that was like, I think everyone was really disappointed when Love, is, Love Island um, didn't do a winter a proper winter episode. Because everyone oh. wanted them to be in a chalet, but you know, try and kill them in the cold—that that might get people watching. That's go. where the money is. And on the yeah. line of the same track, we obviously love to put on the foil hat on this episode and dive into many conspiracy theories. What has been like the top conspiracy theory, or if you have any of your own, what would you want to say to our audience? So I actually didn't know a lot of them before watching, well, watching, listening to the show. So I looked up some before and i (laughs) decided that 
the weirdest one I think in my own mind was the reptile basically taking was it people are pretend what is it people are secretly reptiles or something there's a species of reptile people that live in caves in America yeah. and also form the Illuminati and kidnap children yeah pretty much yeah yep. well okay I'd heard about global warming being a myth and I'd heard about um the I love how we're talking about conspiracy theories and you bring up global warming <laughs> no because that's the conspiracy theory people act like people have said global warming is fake it is okay well then it's not but we'll move on bring up crazy things about that of course <laughs> that's like saying the God. earth is round i think i've like a lot of them everyone knows the of, earth is a donut but oh my goodness but then you had like the rules i think it's called the rule of the reptiles which i just didn't realize at all oh so you've like done extra reading yeah wow okay i read into it because I was like... Did you do more reading on the Ukrainian pyramids that the dinosaurs helped form? No. Mm, I like that one. That was actually really good. Really what dinosaur if... would help make that, though? Because what what dinosaur could actually be physically capable of doing that? Plenty. Okay. Pterodactyls. Oh, because they could... Are they the flying ones? Yeah, they can hook on the rocks and sort of fly onto the top Thumb of the pyramid. The... Wow. T-Rex would be useless. I think they'd be like, they'd not, I don't even know what they'd do. Would you not, would, would you not go for like the really big like herbivore ones, like the Diplodocus and things like that? Diplodocus, well, they what do you call them? You need something that's got workable hands. No, they no, arm. no. You don't. You don't train them to lift the things. You would like. You would make them like pull like a pulley and a hot and like use yeah, them they would, to generate they, force. You wouldn't. You you wouldn't like. You wouldn't get. Did, did you think a tyrannosaurus wouldn't be good because it's actually small arms? Yeah. They would have specialized pressure pads where they could move the objects via contraptions they've built that are more applicable to them. Like a big pulley system, and you would just use yeah. that. to... How do you train a dinosaur to do that? Well, we're not training them. You would just hit it until it moves forward. Yeah. The dinosaurs mm. are training themselves. They're very intelligent beings. I think we're all on very different pages with this. <laughs> I agree. To be honest, Neil, it sounds like you want to... When we're playing cow, tiger, alien, and we're not in sync. <laughs> <laughs> it's just weird to think of, like, I'm like, I am thinking of all the potholes that are in people's... Obviously, there's potholes in conspiracy theories, but I'm potholes. Are you saying? Are you saying potholes? Potholes, <laughs> loopholes. Or I, I, I assumed that you were talking yeah. potholes. Potholes. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Potholes. You know, like the plot. Yeah. Oh, Neil, Neil. They had terrible highway systems back in the day. Back Those the dinosaurs. The dinosaur council. It was just, just so bad for driving. Can I tell you something really silly that I used to think when I was younger? I'd love it. Wait, that wasn't silly. <laughs> Oh no, this is me now, but yeah. you know all the potholes in the road? Like this is yeah. to do with potholes and the bits that were covered up and um, so people would go in and do work and then cover it up with tarmac. So there's always like bumps in the road. I used to think that's where bombs drop. Oh, and you thought that they just like, that that was them patching up all, all, all the bomb or like the, all, like, the explode, explosion. I don't know craters. when I stopped. Like, I think I was really young and I was like, yeah, that's. I was. I just made up a story in my head, like that was <laughs> they dropped them. Okay, wait. So you were old enough to know what a bomb was and the effects of it, but young enough to really not, because that bomb would just blow up like two inches around it, and then so I didn't know two the effects. Inches. Of them. Well, a pothole isn't that big. The bit that bomb is. Up. Okay, I don't know what your two inches <laughs> is, right. but you know <laughs> when they dropped. <laughs> 
when they dropped that bomb on uh, Hiroshima, they they just had so much potholes. It was. It was yeah, I didn't know at the time. That was a, that was at least a four inch crater. That that one. <laughs> Natural disaster for the country, honestly. There you go. That could have been a conspiracy theory if I'd thought it through more. Uh, there's definitely <laughs> potential there. Yeah, I'm not. I'm. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, we'll give that. We'll put that as a foil hat segment of Victoria's own making. And talking about Victoria's own making, I think this is a very sort of nice way to slide into your segment. This is your moment. This is your TED talk. What have you got for us today? That's my son. This is my boy. This is my boy. So. I was actually talking to one of my friends before this because he's very, he has strong opinions that I don't agree with at all. But he, yeah, he basically got drunk last night and then sent me a big list of topics that I could talk about. Um, so I came up with two things, but like, obviously it depends on what you guys want to keep or whatever in your podcast no no we'll keep everything raw if um if that's of your choosing um so the first one i thought would be quite fun would be to guess the 80s and 70s film plots from just the title love it game so, Absolutely love it okay it depends how 80s or well i'm quite into 80s stuff but i've never heard of these films before so here it goes so guess the genre and guess the plot, and then I'll tell you what it is after. I think so the I title can speak. Of the Sorry. No, no, carry on. Yeah, um, no, we don't want to be known as the guys that interrupt the woman as she's speaking. That's that's not something we want in this show, Neil. Come on. So, <laughs> I'm just, I, I mean, Neil, honestly, interrupting girls is just a no. It's, it's a well, no-more. You're making yourself sound you way worse here. <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay, so the first title is called Short Circuit. So tell me the genre and tell me what you think the film is about, Neil. So Short Circuit is about a race. It's about it's about a race. It's a sports film. It's about a race, right? And what it is, it's about snail racing, right? And uh, it's actually it's, it's it's like, it's like a sports rom com about snail racing. Yeah. Uh, and the reason is because it's a it's a, it's a short it's a short circuit, you know, obviously because there's snails. Uh -huh. And it's also a rom com about these two people that own racing snails, and uh, that's where they fall in love. I'm there. That's so sweet. That's lovely. Rob? Respect that. Rob? See, I think Short Circuit is actually a thriller, Ooh. right? Stay with me. Where two people with dwarfism are actually engineers trying to build a little circuit that's going to change humanity's destination forever. Well, I think Short you just sold that. Circuit. You just sold that to me right now. The thriller part is that there's also a. Um, a huge psychopath with a machete trying to kill them as they're trying to build this circuit. Do you know there is like a there's like a film? I think it's called Little People, right? I'm just gonna do a quick Google uh, about it's. Been, I think it's from like the early '90s, or possibly late. Actually, I think it's more late '90s, and um, it's basically about. Oh, here it is. Yes. Right. Okay. So it's like a it is like a rom com film as well, but it's like it stars like random actors that that don't have dwarfism as well, and they just like shorten them with cgi and it's so offensive like i'll see if i can find i'll see if i can like find a video to it or something we can link it but really on funny. that do you think you know zach efron he's like yeah. five foot he's five foot four or something he's tiny but do you think like that's the same sort of thing like he he they put i think they do something to his shoes or i think they made him wear heels old shoes in a film so he would appear taller 
Do you think that's? I think he. I think he's so beautiful that it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Have if he was six foot, he would be prime. I think you'll find that Zac Efron is actually five foot nine. He looks like five. Foot nine. Yeah. Wow. And uh, okay. it's not. To be, the same. to be fair, Victoria, you are six foot nine or something, as Rob said. So. That's true. To be honest, yes, and anyone in comparison to her would feel like five foot four. Hundred percent of boys are smaller than me. The same as I'm really muscular, so you know. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Apart from yeah, one hundred percent. I guess. Apart from anyone who's bigger than six foot nine. <laughs> I mean, you guys are okay. I mean, of the boys in this cast are smaller than me. Can we go back to short circuit, please? Okay. Well, do you want to hear what it is? I'd love to. So it's actually a comedy action film, and it's about. An experimental range of military robots. So one of them is hit, one of them is hit by lightning and is given consciousness. It escapes from the military and befriends a young woman, and its creator is desperate to find it, or his entire project may be scrapped. So, so not, toy toddlers. So what? Toy soldiers. Yes, I thought it seemed familiar. That was a great film. It does remind me of a small soldier. That was also a ripoff of Toy Story, or was Toy Story made before that? What Toy Soldiers? Small soldiers. Are we thinking about the same film? Small small soldiers. That's small the one soldiers. with the Gor Gor Gorgonites. I think so. Rings a bell. Gorgonites and the Commandos or something. Oh man, this is gonna really bug me. There's Archer. He's one of them. Actually, got your computer in front of you. Yeah, I do. Sorry. <laughs> give us the next. Uh, give Give us the give next. The next film. Give us the next film. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'm I'll work on okay. it. It's called. Howard the Duck. So Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck. <laughs> oh, I, I, because I had a I had a tab up. I was googling. Yeah, don't worry, man. It's good. It's good. Yes, uh, Rob. So Howard the Duck is actually about a platypus called Jeff who likes to go on adventures, and then all of a sudden he's blasted into a time portal and horribly disfigured, making him look like a duck, and all he can say is Howard over and over again, kind of like a Pokemon. But how would that develop as a film? That sounds like a TV show, like one episode kind of thing. Neil. Um. So I actually know about this film, so I feel like I can't really... I, I haven't seen it, but I do know a bit about it. And it is, actually a, it is actually a Marvel film. It's not part of the MCU, but it is a Marvel film. It does get a little feature, though. It does get a little feature. He's uh, in an Easter egg in the Guardians of the Galaxy. But um, yeah, it's about an anthropomorphic duck who... Uh, I think he, like... I think he's involved in, like, gang shit? And um, yeah. that's pretty much all I know. But if I had to guess the plot, I'm going to go with something to do. I'm thinking very Scrooge McDuck sort of vibes. And uh, I'm thinking he is involved in robbing of a bank. And uh, basically, it's like a heist film. It's kind of like Ocean's Eleven, but it's not because it's ducks and George Clooney. And it's one guy. <laughs> and it's one guy who is not George Clooney. Howard the Duck, Ocean's Eleven. It's kind of, you can see the similarities. Yeah, same difference. So, I mean, you're pretty on the money with the first one, Neil, because you've already seen it or heard of it. Damn. Yeah, it's a sci-fi action film. Um, about Howard the Duck, beamed from Duck World, a planet of intelligent ducks with arms and legs, where he lands in Cleveland and he saves rocker Beverly from thugs and forms a friendship with her. And then some mad scientist comes in and transfers an evil spirit into his own body, because oh. that's relevant. <laughs> um, so the next one would be The Man Who Loved Cat Dancing. And I feel like this is relevant because Neil hates dogs. So I was thinking that Neil, we could somehow get Neil involved yes, in, yes. in the plot. Keep yeah? the plot going. Yeah. Well, Rob, go. Right. Just to interject one thing while we're still here. Um, if you had to guess what percentage on Rotten Tomatoes Howard the Duck got, what would you go for? 69. Standard. Um, I don't know, like 17. Oh, 15. Very close. I'm pretty sure I looked it up earlier, though, so I probably just stuck in oh, my okay. head. 15%. Yeah. 
That's wow, really it's that bad. bad. It's really bad. Anyway, sorry, back to how much I love dogs. Man Who Loved Cat Dancing, go Rob. Man Who Loved Cat Dancing is actually a feature film of Neil's life where he absolutely despises dogs so much I that don't he actually... Like <laughs> he employed... Neil, Neil, he employed the use of four cats and used taser shock therapy to teach them how to dance. Wow, that, I could imagine that. Neil, you hate cats as much as you hate dogs? Is that I'd, what we're getting to here? I'd actually say I don't really hate either, but yeah, cool. Anyway, so why... you make them dance with tasers. How about you shut up, right? So I think this film... Wow, wow, you I heard think, it here first, guys. I think this film is about a man and a woman called Cat, And what happens is they meet at a salsa club right as like an underground salsa club in new york city and um and i don't mean like salsa dip i mean salsa dancing. i don't think anyone was confused and well you know and um yeah so what's what it was uh was that he saw her dancing he was just enamored he was like wow look at her go and the rest is history another rom-com wow you can tell there's something missing from your life right now yeah all rom-coms however the dog was it how the dog was a heist movie. neil just okay. wants a romantic comedy to come into his life <laughs> his life yeah so it, funnily Funny. enough it's a western about a woman who leaves her husband and falls in love with an outlaw who's who killed the man that murdered so it is kind of a rom-com well done neil ah! hey all right Look at me go. That was that was actually really fun. When I was looking at other films though, there were films called like Deathbed, the bed that eats. There's literally a film about a bed that eats people. You, I mean, I don't know who comes up with this stuff. Have you ever seen Teeth? Oh my God, Neil, oh. please. Have you, have you seen it, Victoria? Haunting. No. So if you had to guess what Teeth is about. Well, the thing is, I, I think I've heard of it. Okay. But from that word itself. Well, I, think... I mean, you can you can go with the guess for what for what you think it's about. I'll, it's I'll, a, every it's, guy's nightmare. It's. It's a 2007 horror comedy. Yeah, well, I, I know what it's about, but I'll give you what I first thought it was about. Or what, you know, my impression would be. A massive pair of dentures going around. A bit like, the, did you ever watch the, is it emo, Emoji film? The Emoji film? I don't know how to pronounce it. The, the Emoji word. movie. Yeah, I didn't watch it, but like a bit what like a massive... What the fuck parallels are you drawing here? A massive <laughs> pair of dentures going around the streets <laughs> eating people like some sort of weird pac-man yeah that's what exactly so it's like the film pixel yeah that's it that's the one that's pixel i mean i haven't seen it either you can tell i have good taste i don't Pixels is dreadful um as are most adam sandler films oh whoa 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 whoa, 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 whoa. i agree Adam Sandler is a pioneer of our time he is the greatest actor filmmaker producer that we have ever known in our generation the only good film that I think I've seen him in has been um, Cobbler. No, fine work. Un Uncut Gems. What is that? I think that's what it's okay. called. Is that what it's called? Late is that? Click. That's his. Uh, that's his latest one that he did. Yeah, Uncut Gems. Really good. Really good film. Right. So Teeth. Anyway, Teeth is about a young lady who discovers that she has teeth in her vagina, and she almost becomes like some sort of weird vigilante where she punishes like evil guys um by using said teeth to cut off the dicks yeah this this is um that's horrible i also watched the film once about a guy who had a shark wow. penis this yeah there's definitely still something missing from your life hon is this like some sort of traumatic experience that you <laughs> suffered 
in the past. <laughs> you think you think my penis turned into a shark? <laughs> I was more along the lines of teeth. I don't know, maybe a bit of scraping mm. or blood, lots of it, haunting. But you rub no snip snip. So that's my son. This is my boy. This is my boy. This is the topic that I think everyone has been waiting for. I could not remove the opportunity to have the first female guest on our show. And the one topic that I think we all know what's coming, the gender pay gap. What are our thoughts? Victoria, start us off. So I know that with coronavirus, the pandemic, uh, that there is now no requirement for companies to have to publish their gender pay gap report this year. But gender pay gap does exist, but equal pay is... I think the Equal Pay Act is a legal requirement now. So they're two different things. And I think they probably get mixed up quite a lot. So I looked it up and the Equal Pay Act requires that all women and men that ha have the same role should get paid equally, which I agree with. And then the gender pay gap takes into account all of the females in that company, what roles they're in, what they're paid, and then all the males in that company and compares it overall. So you'll generally find that there's a pay gap and that's because women take, I think it's, they take more flexible roles or they don't pursue, you could say, um, sort of exhalation, flex, I don't know what they call it, advancements in their jobs um, to managers and et cetera, because of they'll want to take care of their children or it doesn't allow them I guess the flexibility that they want with childcare. So yeah, I I think there's a lot of ambiguity about what each what gender pay gap is. But yeah, I mean I know what it is, and I think that it's an important. I'm kind of annoyed that companies aren't expected to publish it this year because I think that looking to the future, companies will hopefully look at their reports each year and then think, okay, how can we make that pay gap smaller so that we can get women into senior roles, get them trained up, get them um, sort of having the same opportunities as men. But then again, I also know that it's a pandemic and that survival of a company is more important than their pay gap report at the minute. So Neil, what's your take on it? I think, I think Victoria put that excellently. <coughs> yeah, re really, really well. Um, I think as well, like when you, when you sent, when you sent, sent me forward the itinerary for this week, Rob, I felt it was unnecessary to include a, a debate on this. Because uh, I think you're just going to be the only one that will play devil's advocate and try and argue that it doesn't exist because just because you're you. But yeah, no, I think that was really, really well put as well about the difference in um, pay equality and the, and the pay gap. Uh, and I think it's totally correct as well. There are just, you know, there's like documented, e e documented evidence of um, some women uh, not going for particular, uh, particular roles or accepting ones that are more flexibly uh, named in order you know and there's a reason these people these things can get well these women can get paid less for x and z uh, yeah i think you've put it spot on as well i think it is important though as well that especially during coronavirus you're saying they don't have to give out these gender pay reports i think that it is still important that they do that especially given the circumstances of people being on furlough and these kind of things as well because for example i know people that are furloughed on like the government 80 percent you know, I know people that are um, getting full pay because there's work that's because, you know, some people's works are getting, some people's work are like topping up the extra 20%, you know, for these things. And I, just, and I know some people as well that basically are just kind of getting fucked around because they've basically been failed by their employer and they're not getting any money at all. And they're going, oh, it's all getting backdated, it's fine, it's fine. And it just seems really dodgy. And I think companies need to be especially held account 
bored times like this. Like I also know people as well that are on furlough, um, but are still working full time. And you know, that's just tax evasion. So I think companies as well need to be held accountable during this time. I know that there is a pandemic on, however, I don't like people getting fucked over. I think that's just, as long as you're some sort of no. morally correct company, you should be making an effort to not fuck off your employees. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I want to carry on that sentiment. I I do think that everyone has to have full transparency, even if there is a pandemic whatsoever. And I do think that someone trying to evade paying any tax due to opportunistic ways of trying to capitalize on the situation is just wrong. No one, no one should partake in that. However, here it goes. Do I do I think the gender gap exists? I think this is a matter for debate, and that's why I decided to bring it on. It is. Because I don't think there is a gender pay gap. Because as a mathematician, there's a lot of plot holes within the calculations for working out the gender pay gap. There's so, so many sort of assumptions that are taken and a lot of things that are missed out when trying to calculate it. There's things like the hours worked, the sort of pursuits of the individual, the actual opportunities that are laid out the sort of requirements for the job, where they want to pursue that job in the first place, and actually the amount of effort they're putting into the job. And there's a lot of things I always like to say to people is that I believe in equality when it comes to opportunity. I feel like everyone should have the same opportunity for the positions for the jobs. However, something that is impossible, no matter what walk of life you follow, you cannot have equal outcome. There's no such thing as having 50-50 across the board. You give people the opportunity, but if they do not choose to go for that, that has to be representative in the data. And there are examples. I think that that's definitely, yeah, I think females do um, not go for higher roles naturally because of how maybe they have been brought up. I think for myself, I don't have this issue. I think I would take a lot of opportunities as they come, but I think that females you know they do want to consider you know motherhood when that comes around because who's I don't think that uh, paternal child care is as highly um, accepted or even encouraged in companies uh, so the female does have to generally take that responsibility themselves and I think as well it's harder for them to go back to work after you know having children because there's not I don't think there's a very easy transition into that role but I also think kind of going on what you were saying, I know that there's a sort of positive discrimination almost for women that I don't agree with, that I really think is not progressive at all. I've personally experienced that where, you know, I've gotten something and someone said, oh, that's just because you're a woman or just because you're a girl or, you know, oh, well, how many guys went for that? How many girls went for that? And I think that it's, you know, if someone's better in the job, it should be regardless of what gender they are, what, like regardless of what race they are, it's based on their past experience and what they can bring and their personality and all that stuff. It's, it should be based on that. But I think that, yeah, there is definitely this difficulty where I guess feminism itself can sometimes get to the point where it's like, you know, women are better than men. And I don't think that's the case. It's, it should be disregarded what gender you are it should be based on your past skills as I said but there is proof that companies I think it's Forbes did a, a study or something on companies based on what their balance was between men male and female and companies with a balance of women and men or a closer balance outperformed others obviously there's factors that don't get taken into account like you know 
technically what the company does or what industry it's in, its competitors, that sort of stuff. But it's, I guess it's quite a touchy subject and it's one that I'm quite passionate about because I don't think all the time that women should be considered to be better, which is why, you know, my award, my undergrad thing, just going to plug it. <laughs> it's called Here we go. It's called Female Undergrad of the Year, but there's also a male one. And I would never, if there was a male one, not a female one, I'd be angry. Or if there was a female one and not a male one, I'd be angry. But the fact that there's both, I'm like, you know what? That's great. That's fine. Yeah. You know, we're yeah. at the end of the day, it's equal. But yeah, I think that's a weird subject. I just wanted to get your opinion on like positive discrimination and what, if you've sort of seen it or. Yeah, I was Neil? about to ask the same thing. Um I was about to say, like, what are your views on like positive action and like, um, or what is it? Affir affirmative action is like, you know, basically skewing things in order to improve the diversity in like the workforce. Um, that's what I was just thinking. Like, I think in some cases, I think it is necessary and I think it is a good thing because otherwise there are companies that just will hire like just all white people kind of thing, for example. Like I saw a picture the other day um from the obama administration that was a photo of him and all of his interns because imagine the white house takes in hundreds of interns over however long and it was like a smorgasbord of people from all walks of life all different races of like all all different yeah basically just a variety of people were all there and then it had trumps and it was just like it was just like a mat emulsion wall of white like you did so i think like you know if if they kind of, if he'd been made to have a certain number of quota, uh, a certain quota of men, women, etc., I think that that'd be better. And I think as well, like for example, even in no, so I think, however, though there is also times where it wouldn't really work out. For example, even in the company that I that that I work in, I think there's about thirteen or fourteen of us now. We did have a woman working with us recently. And then she recently left. She just went and got another job. But I think as well, it's not because we've not deliberately not hired anybody. It's just that for the jobs that we've been advertising for have been majority for computer engineers. Mm -hmm. The work, the, the pool that you're picking from is just predominantly male. Well, that's what we found anyway. Yeah. Um, so I think it would be wrong of us to deliberately try and hire. Well, I mean, you're not like, you can't even see on CVs it anyway. You know, most mm -hmm. of the time, like what somebody's gender is, or you can't really tell from their name if, if, if that's even on it. But you know what I mean? I think that would be foolish of us and you would just be doing yourself a disservice if you picked a lesser candidate because of, or like just to try and fill, like fill out your diversity quota. Fulfill quotas and all that, yeah. Yeah, I think that's, I think that that's kinda, what you said. So That kind of touches on, again, it's probably from the opportunities that people have. So, you know, there's a lesser pool of computer engineers because less women go into that education choice and then go for yeah. that job. Um, so I think it probably stems further than just the workplace itself, probably from when... I think when it comes be... to positive... Sorry, Neil, this is uh part where Rob interjects. Anyway, the, I think with uh, positive discrimination when it comes to against women, I think there has to be a certain improvement when it comes to analysing the journey that the female has taken, because I don't think it's too fair just to look entirely on a CV and just be like, right you got this grade, this guy got this grade, it's slightly higher, so I'm going to hire this man. I think it's also fair to have other factors to weigh in on your comparison. Maybe they were working a part-time job. Maybe they had kids to like after. Maybe they went to school that was maybe not in a, the most well-developed area. And the fact there that even standing in front of you is like an achievement in itself. 
I think sort of assessing all of that would give people a lot better chance. Because I don't think it is fair just to completely remove and almost have blind assessment to be like, right, I'm not going to regard your gender whatsoever. Because at the end of the day, it is a factor and it should be considered, but considered in a manner that's not discriminatory. Just being like, right, this is the way forward. But then it's where do you, where, how, like, it's almost impossible then to, because we've all said it's a good thing and a negative thing. So it's like, you know, where do you strike the balance and actually get it right? Is that, you know, you kind of can't. And as well, you're saying, you know, people can be from different walks of life and stuff. And I think there's a lot nowadays, especially of like, for example, um, encouragement for women to get into STEM and to be like into like STEM yeah. degrees and STEM, STEM careers. And I think, you know, I can't say this from my own perspective, obviously, but I just think as well, you know, that there shouldn't, that I think it shouldn't be too strong because if there are women that want to go into jobs that, for example, aren't like are stereotypically more inclined towards women, as you know, the reason they're going to be pushing the STEM is that that's regarded, you know, that massively more of a male career path to go into. Like, I think they shouldn't be dissuaded from going into ones that are stereotypically women as well. Like, I think it just needs to be, people should be like, you know, yeah, if you want to go and do that, sure. Like, but don't limit yourself. Yeah, equal opportunity and can't always get equal outcomes. It's what they want to do because you don't want them to do it and then feel bad for you know for what they want to do you know what i mean i think yeah as a so i'm a stem ambassador but i like when i go <laughs> when i go and speak to another plugin people in school this is why she's um, a graduate of the year rob almost <laughs> see this is why she's on the podcast because she excels for her gender what the fuck do we do then <laughs> we're like we're like we're like the lower echelon of ours yeah but we came <laughs> over the podcast so oh funny. you're right yeah we got passed I kind of had like two points in what you're saying. Like, I think Rob first, when you were saying about, um, I can't remember ex the exact point, but you know, when you apply for grad jobs and you submit your application and it just takes your CV and kind of looks at it and then makes you do a few assessments. And regardless of what you've been through, what school you've been to, what um, sort of you've experienced in life, you're already discounted because maybe you didn't do well on an assessment compared to someone else, like a verbal reasoning or numerical. Like personally, I'm awful at them, but I would say that my CV is quite good and that in person, I'm probably a lot better like able to cake than in um, maybe a test. Um, so I just wanted to put that point out there. And then for Neil, um, as a STEM ambassador, I think that you're totally right that we can't dissuade women from going for a role that they enjoy. Just like we can't um, discourage males from going for music or anything like that, history, whatever they want to go to. But I think that it's almost being a role model. So getting females to be role models who are in STEM for girls who can kind of look to them. Yeah. And be like, no. you know, actually, I'm interested in maths and I just didn't think I'm quite intimidated by the fact that I'm going into mm. a male oriented place. I don't have that sort of role model to look for. And just being that sort of encouragement saying, you know, you can do it. Um, but yeah, not be, being careful where if someone's interested in another subject, they can definitely go for that as well. Removing all the connotations that comes with following into a STEM subject. That's pretty much it. And I think that slides nice and gently into our favorite host of the year. That's my son! This is my boy! Bye -bye. Neil, this is your moment. This is your TED Talk. This is your segment. The final episode finale, season one. What do you have for us? So I've come 
this week uh, with another challenge of sorts. And it stems from, I've been watching Harry Potter, right? So I've been, so I looked online and I was like, right, I wonder, I wonder what like house I'm going to be in. Okay. Harry Potter house I'm in. And I was thinking as well, you know, like about, because so I'm watching Prisoner of Azkaban tonight and that's got a lot to do with your Patronus, things like that. And also it got me thinking about what the differences would be between Hogwarts, which is, I think, like a real private school, like a real out there private school for magic. And I was thinking, like, what would be the differences between Hogwarts and like your normal state magic school in here, right? So what I want you to tell me in this, right, is what house you think you'd be in and why. Okay. Gryffindor. In Hogwarts? Okay. Yeah. Gryffindor, Slytherin, Hufflepuff, and the other one. I'm with you. Gryffindor, Ravenclaw. So they don't have about four of them. What do you think your Patronus would be? That is an animal. Why do you think it'd be that? Also, I want you to tell me what you think the four houses would be. Your normal state magic school. Yes, yes. And lastly, if your school had a specialist magic subject, or just really what a state school magic subject would be that Hogwarts, for example, might not do. I'm with you. So Rob, do you want to take us away first? Are you sure? Okay. So run me through it. The first one, you you want me to assess what house I think I'll be in. Yeah. For so Hogwarts. we're doing we're doing Hogwarts first, yeah. Hogwarts, right? You're putting the sorting hat on my head. On your head. I'm 100 percent gonna be Slytherin. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Of course. I feel like that's a that's a no brainer. Uh, just my yep. personality, you know. I'm ambitious. I'm sneaky, cunning. I'm a bit of a snake. There you go. Slytherin. The next one, we're gonna be deciding my Patronus. Mm, so so my Patronus. Patronus charm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my my Patronus is gonna be an elephant walrus. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> so when I say the spell, you know how that spell goes. How's it? Um, Patronus spell. That's not it, but well, yeah. Scrub. No, no. Tell me, tell me. I want to know. It's it's coming out of my head. Expecto Patronum. That's that. That's, Expecto that's what you say. Patronum. Expecto Petroleum. We're gonna. That's the one. <laughs> You got it. We're gonna roll with it, and then a a massive elephant walrus male, five tons of pure flubber, is gonna come at my wand and come at you at about twenty miles per hour, and it's gonna be the last haunting thing you will ever see. I mean, this is only against Dementors, Rob. You're, you know, but okay, cool. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. that I'm talking as the perspective of Dementors. My 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 spell is gonna take at least five five Dementors at once. And um, and so, so so compared to Hogwarts, would it be? I would like to think a private school. Um, yeah. if you were to think of just like a normal state school for magic, mm -hmm. what do you think the differences would be? Oh, they'd be massive. It can be completely budget. So we're not even having a sorting hat. We're just having some guy who's just going to slap the back of your head. And then depending on your response, he's going to decide what house you're in. What, and what, and what would you think the houses would be based on? Oh, so the houses would be sort of based on complete nonsense. So you'd have the piftings. Mm. That'd be the sort of strong red house full of all the incredibly good-looking people. That's where, you know, some of us you know, would be. Piftings. Yeah. Not where you'd be. Wow. Shade. Then we've got the ass wipes. They're <laughs> just basically going to be all the people that are going to snitch on you. They're not really going to be the most clever, kind of annoying and not very smart sort of people, you know? The third house, we're going to have the know-it-alls. They're going to be filled with your sort of uh, Emma Watson-type characters. Ooh. Where you, you know you should kind of like them, but there's a part of you that's like, mm, not really my favorite character, but we'll roll with it. And then we're going to have the cucks. Ah, They're just going to be... F <laughs> sure, 
They're just going to be filled with uh, all the sort of simps. I know what these words mean now because because I've been on Urban Dictionary. It's so good. I'm learning. And that'll be it. And instead of wands, yeah, they're going to have mops. Interesting. Wow. So what about what? What are they going to use as a broomstick? Because they're using a mop as a wand. Oh, they just they, they just run everywhere. There's no. They just. <laughs> Four broomsticks. They just sprint to their destinations. This is a very budget state skill. So, uh, so I did a lot of thinking about this, right? Yeah. And um, and I realised that I think I think as much as I'd want to be in one of the cool houses like Gryffindor, you know, where they're all, where they're all brave and you know, like the main main heroes of the story. Yeah, that's stuff. definitely not you. Yeah, I that's not me. Um, I thought about Ravenclaw. You know, they're 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 supposed to be kind of the like bookworm people. It's also not really me. Nope. Um, I did think Slytherin for a bit. I was like, you know, they could be, they could be uh, kind of like uh. cunning and selfish and things like that. I was like, ah, I don't think I've got that kind of edge to me. So I've settled on probably being a Hufflepuff here, um, which is which is cool. Um, but you know what I've decided? They get they get a bad rap. The bad. I don't. I don't like that they get too much stick because people are just mean to them, man, and it's un it's unjust, unnecessary, and fuck you. That's why. I don't think you're allowed to swear when you're in Hufflepuff, though. I don't think I don't think you're allowed That's to swear on the podcast. So yeah, there you go. Anyway, so Hufflepuff, right? H Hufflepuff gang, 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 Badger gang. That's us, <laughs> okay. Um, and I think that I think because they they seem like really caring people, you know. Yeah, and everyone just sits there and thinks, "Wow, what a caring guy Neil is." That yeah. I like to think so. So caring. Ah, oh, hey. <laughs> Less of that. And come on, Victoria knows simps. <laughs> That's true. So true. Right. Anyway. Okay, Neil. So you've settled on Hufflepuff. Yeah, I think that's what I would be in. I'm just looking up Hufflepuff traits as well, just so I can uh, back, back myself up I here. Think... Look at that. Patience, loyalty, fair play. See? Look at that. That's all me. Strong moral code and a sense of right and wrong. That's all me, right? Anyway, so for my, for my Patronus, I, um, I think it would just be a penguin. I think it fits with the Hufflepuff thing because you know it'd be like it wouldn't be intimidating like Rob's like a stag or anything you know where you send out and it's like wow intimidating it means it just kind of waddle towards you and you'd be like oh oh look at that guy he, he's trying that's the kind of vibe I think that I'd give off <laughs> like an attempt at scaring the domestic. yeah exactly yeah, yeah you'd be like oh and they're like oh look at look at this little guy and I'd be like yeah you better watch he, he bites you know peck at you it's not quite um, an elephant seal but you know it's not quite. Uh, and then I had a, I really thought about like how I would set up this um, like state school or what I think it, it, it would be a, a lot like. And um, I think there'd be a lot of problems with wizard drugs. Like I think that'd be a huge thing. People bringing in loads of like crazy drugs that be doing stuff. Like or you know people be, like spiking each other with shit that turn them into animals. Also, I'm thinking as well, would teenage pregnancy be as be as much of a problem in a, in, in a wizard school as it was in my school? No. Oh. Oh, for sure. They Why could just not? use the spell Accio and just be like, Accio Spam. Ah. Uh, hey, see, an idea. That's that's smart. Thinking, mm -hmm. always thinking. Wow. You'd be like, you'd be like, fetus deletus as well, you know, just boop, done, solved, anything. <laughs> like that, you know, I don't know. That's the thing. I mean, it'd save, it'd save the NHS millions or the so much time. WHS. WHS, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking that. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad mm -hmm. we got there. Um, also, yeah, instead of wands, <laughs> I think that I figured that they'd all have a, like like vapes instead. You know, you just be like, <laughs> or what those what those like little disc ones that you'd have? What are they called? Jewels. They'd all have jewels. Jewels. That's, that's what it'd be, right? So you don't take take that in your mouth. Whoop, spells. I'm guarding Leviosa and all that jazz. Yeah, exactly. 
back in vape away so i thought that that'd be that that'd be one thing and then i think this i think they kind of like i think they'd basically have to all be based on like that the houses would pretty much just be like based on the actual good schools so you'd have like hogwarts durmstrang i think's another one there's the french one which for some reason is all girls and the and the, and the durmstrang one's all boys because that's what private schools do. see they're all they're all private schools man and then I don't know the fourth school could I don't know be some like weird American one. They probably have one. Should, we'll call it the Chads. Yeah, you know that sort of thing like that. So I, that's what I think I would name my my my, my, my houses after. Um, and as far as the broomsticks thing, I don't think they would play Quidditch. I think they'd see Quidditch kind of like how normal kids see like croquet and lacrosse. No, mm, I say know. rugby's a pretty relative sport. You know, I'm just saying. Victoria, Victoria's privately educated, Rob. Sorry. So um. I mean, both of us played rugby, and neither of us would see us as uh, privately educated people. So I'm just saying. As, no, no, but we actually weren't privately educated. That's the difference. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. Good point. Um, I think that they'd just be play some sort of like weird, like wizard version of like esports. I think that'd really take off. This is like this is my like 21st century wizard school. Really gonna take off. Just put W in front of everything, and then it becomes W sports. Wizards. Yeah. So that's what I'm going with. Victoria, no. I don't think mine's going to be as interesting because cl- you've clearly had time to think about this. Um, so I'm going to probably, I think I used to have, oh my goodness, this is so embarrassing, but I used to have Pottermore when I was younger. I don't know if anyone else had it, but yeah, I had Pottermore and it put me in Gryffindor. So I'm going to keep that and say that I'm Gryffindor because I think they're brave and, you know, I don't, I'm undergrad Gryffindor. Of, Why not? Of the year. Oh, you're also being... Uh, no, 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 no. That no, was no, no. that was the other oh, yeah, guy. That was, that was the maybe other guy. That would, so what's this? Maybe I would be Hufflepuff then. Woo! Badger gang! So you just lose. Maybe Badger gang. Whoa. Hey. Nah, nah. Okay, let's put me in Ravenclaw. Hey, hey, Victoria, as... Victoria, Victoria. Real men finish second. That's all. I'm a woman. Yeah, but that doesn't work as well for my joke. <laughs> okay, sorry. I'll just excuse myself. <laughs> it's okay. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Honestly. We expect better. <laughs> so I'm going to be Ravenclaw. And then, wait, what was the second question? It was... Um, Your Patronus. My Patronus. Mm. That's, that's difficult. Entire animal kingdom. Anyone. Anyone. What about... Oh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask. We can make it seem like oh you God. thought of this really quickly. It's fine. No, no, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm going to keep the long thought process <laughs> in this one. <laughs> Any it's animal. Ridiculous. Okay, no, yeah, but it has any to animal. Say an animal. Why? Just say an animal. Why? Okay, I'm gonna go with giraffe. Because you're six foot nine. <laughs> because I'm six foot nine. Exactly. And I feel like. No and you have one... those weird spots all over you. Excuse me. <laughs> like a giraffe, they've got those spots all over. I don't. You do... <laughs> no, because a giraffe. Uh, you know what? It's fine. Never mind. Don't don't think about it, man. I was making a I was making a point that you that you're not covered in spot. You know what? It's fine. Don't worry about it. I think you were making a point that I was. <laughs> no, 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 no. If you'd said tiger, I would have said stripes. Right, doesn't matter. I was gonna say cheetah because they're like also the spots thing. Animal. I've seen you run Mm-mm, not that fast. I think giraffe's probably more apt. I think giraffe is accurate. Okay, let's go for a giraffe because also because there's like no one actually messes with them at all. Like no one. There's not much info going around. They're quite mysterious animals. Have you seen them fight? No. Bro, oh, they just they swing their necks. Time? They just fucking swing their necks at each other. Wow. Crazy. Okay, well, that'd be my weapon then. It would just start wrapping its neck around 
Dementors. Interesting. <laughs> interesting. Okay, so interesting. I'd go for a giraffe. And then the I see as a privately educated person, no I'm kidding. Oh, here um, we go. She would probably <laughs> be at Hogwarts. Let's let's face yeah, it. Yeah, you'd be at Hogwarts. Yeah, let's just fucking leave that there. That that's that's best for you. That's fine. You'd, you'd be at I'd the probably, fancy French oh, one. I'm I didn't tell you though, when I went to when I did go to public school, I went to um a school when I where where I lived. And um, this is why I'm scared. This is why I would be scared if I went to a wizard school, wizard private school, I guess, because someone came across the bridge that was next to my school with knives from another public school. Yeah, so you just get used to that. That happens. That would just be like a Harry Potter scene where they come across the bridge. Like, what's it? Voldemort and his people come across the bridge with wands. That's basically. Are you comparing state schools to evil wizards? <laughs> no. <laughs> Because it was wow. also a state school I was at. Do you know we don't all carry knives, Victoria? Or I don't know what the I don't know what they told you in <laughs> private school. They all had knives. Rob and I have only been involved in evil wizardry once, and even then it was a mistake. We didn't know it. Do you know what, talking about wizardry, can we just discuss the point system in Hogwarts and how broken <laughs> it is? <laughs> oh yeah, it's oh, so broken. Yeah, just the like just decide every now and then. <laughs> just... It's just so off. There's no standardized. It'll be like, oh, so this year Slytherin is actually in the lead, but because Harry Potter survived, two hundred points to Gryffindor. I and made then... this point yesterday as well. Oh, sorry, Victoria. Oh, I, I was just gonna say, and then if like Hufflepuff did something good, which they never do, they're just kind of they're always the bystander. Badger they would just get one point, like. Good job, pat on the back. Yeah, it's bullshit. Expected. Neil, Neil, you have just risked your life to save a fellow comrade. Three points. Cedric Diggory gave his life and they didn't give him fuck all. Is he Hufflepuff? Yeah, man. Arpat! Arpat! That's bad. But like, also, so I raised the point last night, right, that the school's fucking broken. Because, so at the end of Cham Chamber of Secrets, this kid's getting petrified and stuff, right? And then at the end, Dumbledore's like, as a treat, all exams are cancelled. Imagine mm -hmm. you're in your last year and he just cancels all, cancels all your exams. You'd be like, great, I guess I'll just not get my I'll just I'll just not get my wizard hires or wizard A levels, you know. Well like, it kind of reflects now. See, there's parallels that you guys just didn't spot now. No no, can, but they killed you, uh... they killed the basilisk. Even though that was finished. They could they could have done them and, and Dumbledore was like, bah, bah, bah. Can you draw the parallels for us, Victoria? I'm sorry, I'm a bit, COVID. bit slow. People COVID. not getting their exams. Is that like an evil wizard? Is COVID an evil wizard? The COVID yes. is an evil wizard. Don't say his name. Yes. Don't say his name. Yes, that's the point. Exactly the point I was making. There you go. Talking about strange occurrences. That's my son! This is my boy! This is my boy! Scientology. Neil, take us off. Story. So, okay. I'll wait. Oh, I mean, if you want, you can go first, but you know. No, okay, I'll repeat. Victoria, take us off. Nah, I'm gonna do it anyway. Nah, fuck you. Um, nah, okay, so I actually do something to say about Scientology. I'll just interject because you do have a good story. I think you told me it last week or something. But so, so I think Scientology is fucking hilarious, right? Also, terrifying in equal parts, right? So there's like, I watched like a bunch of like Scientology documentary things uh, about it, and it is just fucking terrifying. So if you get into it and you get really high up, and then they be, and then you try and leave. They basically regard you as like a negative person, and they just come after you, 
like and they will send like if they think you're on film or anything just send people to just say mean shit to you out and about and also just like people become so indoctrinated by it that they just it can up spending so 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 much there's these two guys on youtube i watched that basically did like a hidden camera thing they, they went in and so good he, there's the guy talking to um one of the people at the star after he does his personality test like he'd be stupid enough to go and do what to do what one of those in a scientology building but he, he goes and does this personality test and then immediately he's talking to them and they're like oh you should buy our book like buy the book the book is great buy the book and he's like yeah i don't really have enough money to, to like feed myself this this month it's like i've only got like 30 dollars until the end of the month this is on like the fifth or something and they're like yeah or you could buy the book you should buy the book the book is great and he's like i don't think i'm gonna do it and like that's fine but you know you could always just buy the book now and then you know just work it out later and they're just they're so bent on getting you to buy all of their shit. so driven and just as a as a point to just not forget during this whole thing is that the whole book that it's based on was written by l ron hubbard who was a science fiction writer victoria take it away so funnily enough i was one of the people that entered the building that said no! there's personality tests what? going on here so i was with Why? the person i was seeing at the time you're totally a this was like four years ago <laughs> and i was walking down it was like north bridge oh in edinburgh and there was a sign outside a building just saying free personality tests come inside and i'm really into psychology and how people work and sort of my like i don't know i just wanted to learn <laughs> learn more about myself so edit edit what snip whatever so yeah i just wanted to learn more about myself so <laughs> i went into the building and I went up to this room and they had um, it's just a receptionist and I started speaking to her and she was like, oh, just go into that room and do a test. <laughs> and the test was like, I think it was about five pages long, but tons of questions on each page. And you had to like tick how much you agreed with the statement. And it sort of, some of the questions were a bit grim. Like they were actually quite strong. Like, do you feel like hopeless? How often do you feel hopeless and all? this sort of weird like sort of like a mental health test almost did they make so you hold on to the tin I... cans while, while you're doing Pardon? this no did they make you hold on to, like tin cans while, while you're doing this thing is that is that like what they did there? Enough, no there's like a there's like a machine they use anyway carry on. oh i've heard about that um auditing or something yes yes um but yeah so i filled out the test and the guy I was with filled out the test as well we handed them into the reception and waited for marking and they came back like 20 minutes later and uh, someone took me aside to a room and another person took him aside and I was sitting there and obviously like I've been through a couple of rough times so I was like talking to this person and this like she was asking me questions sort of trying to relate to me saying oh I've seen on your test like you feel this way and why might that be so I started speaking to her and obviously I had no idea at this point by the way no idea this was a Scientology building I hadn't seen Scientology there's yet. a sign outside that was Scientology <laughs> it wasn't the sign it's on the wall beyond blue well, I didn't look up I didn't look I up Scientology I and Dianetics I didn't look up I swear I did not like honestly like I don't how long ago was this yet. okay yeah. As a girl who's um, six foot nine, I struggle to believe that. <laughs> you would have walked in time. <laughs> I probably banged my head against it. No, I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, so I went and I went into the room, and she obviously was asking me a lot of questions. 
and I was getting more and more into the conversation and then she at the end was like well this is the end of our sort of discussion but I really recommend this book to you funnily enough the Dianetics book and she started talking about Hubbard and what he does and to be honest again I hadn't heard of Scientology at all before this so I actually was like okay this actually sounds quite interesting right and um, because they made it out like uh sort of counselling service like kind of like a counselling yeah 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 um so I was like oh wow. actually that sounds really good and um, but I was like I don't I think I had a gut feeling and obviously I wasn't gonna buy a book off someone I didn't know so I was like well I'll just um leave it for now and then come back maybe at, at some point and I left the room and the guy I was with was down he had gotten his answers and he was so pissed off and he was like to me oh they made it out like I was um like sort of the same sort of thing going through hard times and he just felt he wasn't he felt quite happy and felt quite secure but this had just riled him up so we discussed it and we looked at our papers like the answer sheets they'd given us and when you went in you had to write down like your name and your address and I was like well I'm not going to write down my actual address so I wrote down like the halls I was in but not the flat or anything like that just like the building name and then he had written down um, an address I don't think it was the same one but on our sheets of paper there was my address printed on both of them and then our answers were roughly the same for everything like the results the pie chart and everything they gave you it's yeah. it quite analytical but the pie chart they gave us was kind of similar so we we're like well I don't I think it's definitely fake so we left and then I looked up Scientology after and I learned all this stuff about them and I think like it's crazy that it's based off of a guy who wrote sci-fi stories and um, I've heard a lot of their controversial stories that I guess we can discuss after but Rob go ahead that was just my story well I I can't say that I've actually had any experience with Scientology whatsoever uh I've just never really found myself in one of their buildings because I feel that's a bit silly. I would definitely research a place before I you, go into it. You did have a run in with um an elder from the from uh the Church of Latter-day Saints though, from the Mormon Church, oh, yeah, though, yeah, didn't yeah. you? The Mormon Church. However, that was a lot different. That was um a very a very manipulative situation where this said they're, Mormon They're the loveliest people, by the way. They're so nice. So lovely. And from 20 feet away, when you see a 10 out of 10 solid looking lady sort of eyeing you up, giving you a little cheeky wave in the middle of meadows, and I'm sitting there looking back, looking to the left, like, I'm not the most attractive gentleman. I'm like, there's no way this is me. And she's like coming up to me like, hey, do you want to like go grab a coffee and have a chat? And I was like, wow, this is extremely forward. I'm so in. And I should have known that as soon as I saw the badge, I, I just felt so betrayed and let down. And she tried to convince me to join the church and saying that she was going oh, to be in attendance on you... the Sunday. No, I swear you exchanged numbers and you asked her out. I might uh, have, but yes, I'm going to leave that story. No, I'm fucking fit <laughs> in. Wait, Fuck you. This is the thing, though. Why? Okay, firstly, why is it always really attractive people that do that they do put out on the street? Obviously, because of this reason. But manipulation. But do, no, is part of part of, is part of no part of religion is that you get sent a, after marriage. Part of part of part of the religion is you basically have to go abroad and just like spread the good word kind of thing. It's um, oh, what's it called? Uh, I can't, 
I can't remember what it is, but they basically they go do it. Yeah, and your your aim is just to try and get people to join the church. They're really nice. I've literally met some of the loveliest people. Like I met I met these these two guys in Perth one time, and they just came and joined us to play basketball. And then I, and then as they were leaving, they were like, "Hey, by the way, if you want check out church, give us a little flyer." And I was like, "Ah, I'm good." Yeah, really nice. Rob just gave them a bad rap because story, um, you you also failed to tell the part where you got absolutely dominated by these two. Oh, I did. Yeah, well, he dunked on me. And, wow. But um. Yeah, the, the, this guy want to tell full stories here. He was about six foot nine, but no, Rob, kind of your story. Did you not um, ask this girl out, and then you text her, ask if she was coming, and she was like, "Yeah." So, by the way, I'm just trying to get you to join the church. Maybe. Yeah. Cool. 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 That may or may not have happened. Okay. What do more? What exactly do Mormons believe in? Well, because why? Why do they get such a bad name? Apart from what they go on the streets and obviously try and convince people to join the church. Have Have you seen the South Park episode on the Book of Mormon? See, they give the best explanation when it comes to Mormonism as a religion. Neil, do you want to just give us a sort of rough? I'd love to. I can even I can even tell you more about Scientology as well because we have that digress. Both... But so. Mormon. So the Book of Mormon is based around a guy called Joseph Smith who. Uh, claimed that he was visited by an angel and they told him where to go and dig up these golden plates that basically had inscribed on them the um, third book of the Bible? Fourth? Third? I don't know. I'm not too hot on the Bible. I don't remember. But uh, basically, this book, in this book, it details loads of bun- a bunch of stuff, but mainly that Jesus visited America uh, because, of course, he did. And... Um, just basically loads of stuff to do with that and he got a special like thing that he could look through to translate these tablets and then he wrote the book of mormon right and so he took them back to his village or whatever it was this is this is the like colonial america kind of thing and um he was like hey guys you know i was visited by an angel found these magic gold tablets here's my new book of the bible and they were like yeah nah i don't really i don't really believe you and well actually no a bunch of people did believe him but then some one person was like okay um cool i think it was like the mayor's wife or something was basically the one to just be like yeah nah you're bullshitting tell you what to do um is we'll take this book away if you can write it again the exact same way then we'll believe that you're telling the truth imagine that a woman being the person of reason (laughs) i don't know you mean by that rob uh but anyway yeah so she was a smart one and turns out what happened was god was so outraged that they didn't believe him that what he did was change the book he changed what was in the book slightly um so he couldn't write them the same you know poor guy and uh that's how mormonism started people believe that this he found this new book scientology brilliant oh as i say started off so much better started, started from a book written by a science fiction author and um i think the general idea is that once you get to like a certain level in scientology they tell you the like the big truth and this was like they had to release it because of some like legal battle like a few years back. It's really hard to yeah. find online. It's really difficult because they yeah they buried like, that really hard. They bury it really hard. But like um it, yeah it's like basically this is this like warlord called Xenu or something, and like all these aliens like flew to Earth on spaceships that looked like like airliners, and then the, all these aliens fell into volcanoes and their spirits came out, and these spirits are what inhabit us nowadays yeah, that's Satan's, Scientology. i think they're called that's it yeah yeah did my research did i think it's i love to hear i think it's quite funny because i think one of the things they really seem to be against in a lot of their conspiracy or controversial th- stories um is that they don't believe in like 
healing mental health. They think that mental health is just negative, um, yeah, just being a negative person. So I think a couple of stories I read was that people, they were prevented psychiatric treatment and then um, they ended up obviously... Ignore Rob, carry on. Please. No, carry on. Okay. Yours, <laughs> so your were... input sounds way better. <laughs> <laughs> so they were like, prevent, they were prevented from reaching psychiatric treatment or give, being given psychiatric treatment. And then they ended up having like episodes and either killing the people that, that were taking care of them who were Scientologists or um, committing suicide. So obviously there's some, there's some weird thing going on there, but also that they do brainwashing with the auditing thing that you were mm -hmm. talking about. So it's like all the negative thoughts or experiences you have, eventually when you've audited, which I think costs $128,000. Not bad. Per, A small price to pay for <laughs> salvation. Clear yeah, every time you, uh, get an audit each of those negative thoughts thoughts floats away and disappears and yeah you'll become enlightened at the end of it but you can but, totally like, see how mm -hmm. sorry i think you, 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 you totally see how people could get roped into it like they drain yeah. all of your money you become completely completely reliant on the whole church like a lot of people like they have you live there and everything like you study it constantly you can't have friends basically that aren't in the yeah. church yeah, you can you can see why people believe all that. Some it's, that, it's like climbing that ladder. Cult. Yeah, it is a cult. Wow, who would have thought? So who, what you're saying is, thought? Victoria, you mm -hmm. almost managed to join a cult. Yes. As well. And I don't like almost as well. I escaped. Not gonna lie, I did think that they were gonna like start sending me stuff after because I don't know. I think they would have had my name. They would have maybe tracked me down. I really don't. Not know. too late. But once I found it was a cult. I mean, it's fine. Like, I think uh, at the end of the day, when it comes to long strides and running away, I think you've definitely got the advantage on any Scientology. And my long neck. Yeah, you, just can, to whip them you away. can fight off anyone with, your, with that long neck. <laughs> Maybe that's what we need to do. Maybe we need to get, like, hidden camera on you, and we'll send you in to the Scientology place. And then, and then you know, you can... <laughs> I don't know if she'll be we'll the most conspicuous, like, inconspicuous person. We can make so a web series. Just a six-foot-nine girl. <laughs> With like a GoPro <laughs> stuck on her head, <laughs> walking in by her head on the side that she doesn't see. <laughs> just say it's my it's my third eye, and I'm. Which is gonna know, get just, opened. Just, just say, oh, did you not see the bit in Hubbard's book about someone with a third eye? And then just start convincing them that I'm enlightened. Yeah, we'll go back to the drawing board with that one. That's a good idea. <laughs> no, but did you see the did you see the part? I looked it up, and apparently they. Like Thetans have past trauma experience, so you, like you have past memories from past lives, and they started relating that to the shit to clam. I think it was so, like a clam what? that you find on a beach. And um, oh, apparently, okay. they thought that everyone evolved from a clam, so the hinge on their like on their I don't their a lot the shell the hinge. Apparently, that was like your jaw. So they started thinking we evolved from clams. Clams. Yeah. I mean, they're tasty. What jaws? And sometimes mm, the clams. The clams are quite tasty, and sometimes I look at Neil and think he's quite tasty. So I can see the sort of. <laughs> That's my guy right there. <laughs> That's my guy. What a wingman. We're actually being nice to each other because it's season finale, you know. So. Oh. <laughs> but oh, we're going to be horrible to our first female guest. <laughs> how are you guys feeling? What's been your favorite bit, or what's been your favorite bit of the just whole experience of the first season? What I've been prepared for them, it's probably been better. Um, when I've actually come prepped with like a better challenge to do or um, 
better segments rather than done his research. Yeah, normally I'm the one that's late or um, you know just forgets a bit in general. Yeah. Do you know what? Do you know what? Props to Victoria. She has done a lot of research on each of the topics that I discussed last week. She has done really well. I think out of all the guests we have, you have done the most research and come up with the most well-prepped answers. I actually didn't prep any. I mean, I did research. No, oh, I, I can see you looking at notes. Because I've never, I've never, yeah, I've never done a podcast before. So like I had notes, but like, I just, I don't know. I think I'm quite, I just speak on the spot. It's, it's really good. Cause like, we definitely kind of go for the improv sort of vibe. And sometimes that works and sometimes that fails. And sometimes it's more improv than others, but no props. First, first few episodes I did like look up things and try and have an idea of what I was talking about. I think it's just, I think it's just fatigue. Getting, getting through these this is like well this, this would be my 10th episode or something i think so 10th episode yeah i think it's uh one of those that the more episodes that we do with the more natural our sort of rapport on going back and forth off each other gets i don't know what you mean i can see that i mean i'm not gonna lie as the longest running member the first two episodes were tough uh I don't know if many people have actually listened to the first two episodes but that was a solo podcast and tell me what you think honest opinion it, I think it's quite funny because you have a very, I'm going to go off of the audio itself. You've got a very calming voice. So like, you're actually very nice to listen to. And the stuff you say, <laughs> I think I want to hear. <laughs> Unlike the other member of the team. But no, I, I mean, I, they were quite far back. I mean, I think I paid more attention as it went along. Um, but I liked them just because, yeah, you have a, naturally quite a charismatic voice so fuck me i was right? quite a fan from day one there you go <laughs> <laughs> well that's definitely made my day i don't know about you neil i think i'm gonna be smiling for the rest of the evening i'm a hufflepuff we're used to it man <laughs> that's my son this is my boy my boy well that's been a really really interesting finale and before we sort of get into our closing note, I want to give a lot of honourable mentions to some of the listeners that have been following us on our way. Of course, Victoria, great fan, sharing all our content. We appreciate you. We brought you on the show. I hope you enjoyed the ride. Miriam Wilcombe, Kirsten Love, Michael Padua, John Brown, Hafiz, Liam Grant. You guys have been great. You've been on the show, you've helped us on the way, you've been listening in and basically making the podcast what it is today. Neil, co-hosting here, being the sort of goose to my goose and making this a lot less awkward for everyone. Thanks, I Goose. could not have done this about you. And obviously I want to mention all the cities that have been tuning in. We had quite a spread. We are technically an international podcast and I just wanted to list all the cities that have been tuning in on us because I'm actually proud. I'm proud. For our Scottish listeners, Edinburgh, Dundee, Alloa, Kirk Liston, Leven, Glasgow, great, great people. Our English listeners, we have Herner Bay, Shirley, Leicester, Birmingham, Coventry, Ruislip, and Sheffield. I think we all know who the Sheffield listener is. We even have Northern Ireland listeners in Lisburn. And the thing that makes us Australian is our listeners in Boondall and Sydney. Thanks for tuning in, guys. It's been a fantastic season with lots of powerful discussion and mad tangents. I've had lots of fun. I can't wait till season two comes around the corner. I promise it'll be wilder, bigger, and filled with more crazy topics. 
stay in touch via all our socials. You know where my link tree is. I feel like I plug in every every single chance I get. I think one thing that I want to keep uh, everyone and sort of tuned in on. I will be attempting the world record skier challenge. Thirteen point one seconds to beat, formed by the world's strongest man of twenty seventeen, Eddie Hall. Tune in if you get bored, and I promise I'll do my best. I've been your host, Rob. It's been a pleasure. Well, thanks. Thanks for having me, Rob, on the last episode. Really appreciate it. And I hope that all the, I don't know, that we could discuss some gender relevant issues together. I liked it. <laughs> Hopefully people appreciated having a girl's side on the podcast. But yeah, it was good fun. And thanks for having me. Stay safe, guys. Yeah, thanks. Thanks very much for having you on. Ugh, thanks very much for coming on, Victoria. Um... Yeah, and guys, I just say thanks very much for listening to everyone that is. Thanks, thanks for putting up with us. Thanks for uh, putting up this this kind of feeling out process for the first. It's been a bit sketchy sometimes, you know. Kind of, we're, we're 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 still getting there, but there's stuff that you'd want to hear us talk about. Stuff you want to hear us talk about less. Give us a shout. I can actually get into our Twitter now, so I can give better feedback and actually reply to things on like Rob. But yeah, thanks thanks very much, guys, and uh, embrace the day. Alas, we digress. Oh, fuck you, man. <laughs> Ruin my bit. That's the episode, boys. <laughs>